Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you by that pretty okay gift your significant other got you. Good job, honey. Yeah. Hi guys, it's me, Tessa Bailey. It's Thursday. How's everybody doing? I am here to play the fourth installment of Breath of Fire by Catherine Nolan, the lovely, lovely Catherine Nolan. And yeah, do you guys hear my fake ad about your significant other getting you an okay gift? Like, have we all been there? I think we definitely have all been there. I would say my standout worst gift ever. (laughs) Although some people would disagree, and actually I would disagree now with a little perspective and age, but my husband once went to Vegas to see the Conor McGregor fight, him and his friends. And when and I guess, you know, they'd all had a ton to drink and he, and it was like the day or oh, the week before Christmas, he was like looking for a gift for me. And I guess he was in this, you know, the Bellagio or one of these places and uh, uh, came across a skincare, <laughs> a skincare store, a fancy one. And they somehow convinced him to buy, uh, you guys, I'm talking like he was drunk He bought really, really expensive face cream for me that was in a bottle shaped like a syringe. And uh, (laughs) it came in a a leather box with like red velvet lining. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like a necklace. This is going to be something amazing. No, I opened it up and it was a fucking syringe. I like made it about an hour without crying. I gave him the silent treatment for about an hour and then I burst into tears This was like when I was in my 20s. I feel like if I got that cream now, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, where has this been all my life? And I would be like pumping that shit on every wrinkle, uh, every wrinkle on my 34 year old face. But, you know, at the time it didn't work. (laughs) So that's probably the worst gift, worst slash best gift. At least it was creative that I've ever gotten. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and hit play on episode four of Breath of Fire by Catherine Nolan, and I'll catch up with you guys on the other side. Enjoy! 4. Olivia It was a good day. I sold two more pieces from my installation to a young couple that loved art and were happy to chat with me for an hour about their favorite artists. And then I gone looking for apartments in Playa Vieja, stumbling upon one close to my parents' house. It was the bright, light-filled third floor of an old Victorian near the beach, filled with built-in bookcases and stained-glass windows. It had a very, very small second bedroom I could turn into an art studio if I wanted. And the moment I'd stepped inside, my heart gave this happy little shimmy. It felt like my new home. I'd still need to get the rest of my things from Brooklyn, tie up some loose ends, but it all felt right and real and possible. And now I was back for Sage's last yoga class, laying flat on my back, feet together and hips open in a butterfly stretch. Eyes closed, breathing rhythmically, attempting to sift through the hundreds of emotions brought up by my quasi-date with Sage last night. It was so wonderfully unexpected. And even though I knew he'd be leaving for Los Angeles tomorrow, and probably becoming a famous TV star after that, I was desperate to see him again. I still have a crush on you now. Between our casual flirting and his fingers on my knee, 
Every nerve in my body was fizzing, effervescent. I was aroused, nervous, happy, and freaked out, all at the exact same time. In fact, in my hotel room last night, I'd stayed up for hours after, drawing, attempting to capture that image Sage had invoked in me yesterday. A woman with the body of a warrior and a breath of fire. Sage had been back in my life for all of two days, and I was overflowing with creativity. Do you remember the night of our senior prom? I fluttered my eyes open to find Sage, crouched next to my prone form. He smelled like sandalwood and looked like sex, shirtless, tan, barefoot, just the right amount of scruff on his jaw. Of course I remember our senior prom. Your parents took pictures for an hour, and we were almost late because of it, I said, remembering 18-year-old Sage in a black tux. My mom kept saying, you're going to want these to show your grandchildren someday, Sage said, flashing me that crooked grin. Ah, that's right, I said. Wouldn't those future grandchildren love to know that later that night, we both got drunk at Julia Markham's after prom party and had sloppy sex in her guest bedroom. Sage laughed, a hearty, full-throated sound. I'm sorry, I was pretty bad at sex then. You, uh, you weren't bad, I admitted. I'd meant what I said to Sage last night. Not only he spoiled me for other sexual partners with his impressively sized cock, but Sage always had a single-minded obsession with bringing me pleasure. Good to hear, he winked, and I wondered what sex with Sage would be like now. Both of us older and more experienced, and hungry for each other after six years apart. You know, I whispered, and he ducked his head lower. If you keep coming back here to talk to me, your fans are going to get suspicious. I'd already felt a few glaring eyes on us. Ah, he said. I'll let you in on a little secret. He crooked his finger at me, so I half sat up, raising my head. Sage lowered his lips to my ear. The only person I care about in this room is you, Liv. My heart slammed against my ribcage. Our eyes locked, and a piercing recognition hung between us. I'll see you after class, he asked as if it was even a question. And then he stood and I watched his godlike body move through a swarm of students to the front of the room. Welcome, everyone, he said. I'm sad to say that tonight is my last night here in Playa Vieja, my hometown, and I'm devastated to leave you all. The class laughed, shifting on their mats. So I want your focus tonight to be on one thing. Sage looked right at me. I want you to focus on love. He settled onto his mat, closed his eyes. Let's begin. After 90 minutes of glorious movement, Sage finally instructed us into our final resting pose. He turned the lights off, silenced the music, invited us to lay back fully on our mats and let everything go. You've earned this rest he said quietly. If it feels right, flutter your eyes closed. Feel the earth beneath you. I exhaled 
body humming with soft energy, and listen to the sounds of Sage traveling to the back row of students. Throughout the class, he'd been adjusting students with his skilled hands, giving massages and assessing alignment. I could hear his feet now, quietly moving toward me. My eyes were closed, and I couldn't help but send up a silent plea he was coming my way. Closer, and then closer still. A steady heat was already pulsing between my legs at the anticipation of being touched. May I touch you, Olivia? He asked, lips against my ear again. I nodded, kept my eyes closed, hyper-aware of his big body so close to mine. Sage inhaled with me, then his strong fingers landed on my bare shoulders, pressing down, opening the tight muscles. They moved lower, past my elbow, back up again, almost grazing the sides of my breasts, but not quite. His thumbs landed on my forehead, stroked down to my temples, soothing, and then those same fingers dove into my hair, scratching against my scalp in the most delicious way. I bit my lip, purring before I could stop myself. Sage stilled at the sound and my eyes flew open. His sea-green eyes were rapacious, hungry, jaw clenched. We were breathing rapidly together. He started scratching my scalp again, and my eyes closed in pleasure. Then they dipped to my neck, massaging my aching muscles. Heat pooled low in my belly, a wanton heavenly sensation bursting everywhere his skin touched mine. Sage gripped the back of my neck, firmly, possessive, and my toes curled. Those fingers dragged between my shoulder blades, loosening the tight bundle of muscles that screamed at me all day long. Back and forth his fingers worked, my body moving with them, my back arching off the mat. I opened my eyes again, and Sage looked even hungrier. It was so dark in that room, and everyone else's eyes were closed, and I entertained a brief fantasy of fucking him right there, right now on my mat. We'd have to stay quiet. So quiet. Sage placed his fingers on my spot, the spot, the one just on the side of my neck, held my gaze, trailed those fingers up to my ears, made tiny, purposeful circles on my earlobe, then danced them back down again. To an untrained eye, Sage was giving me a head massage, but I knew he was reminding me of all the times I'd blissed out under his talented lips as he kissed that stretch of skin over and over. My nipples were hard against my sports bra, and his starved eyes flickered over them. His jaw tightened. I wanted his palms to shift down my collarbone, my chest, over my nipples. Begin to awaken your body with small movements, Sage said, voice raised. There was a roughness that hadn't been there earlier. Stretching your arms and legs, slowly re-entering the room. I was awake, wide fucking awake, every nerve ending mourning the loss of Sage's talented fingers. I poured my body over to the side, sliding up into a cross-legged pose. Everyone's attention was centered on the sexy yoga teacher in the front of the room. Sage grinned 
pressing his hands together in front of his chest. Thank you for allowing me the privilege of teaching you these past few days. It's so wonderful, in the mad rush of our daily lives, to come home. I was raised on the beaches right outside this studio, and this small town contains my very best memories. Sage's eyes found mine. I fell in love here. That kind of soulmate love that only happens once in a life. Being here, with all of you, has reminded me of how beautiful that can be. He cleared his throat, refocusing on the class. I have an abundance of gratitude for my time here with you. Remember, these 90 minutes can be your peace within the chaos. You always deserve peace. You always deserve rest. You always deserve love. It took a long time for the room to clear. Fans were clamoring for Sage's attention. He was so good with his students, listening intently. He showed them poses that worked for their different abilities and cheered when they shared personal triumphs. He wasn't smarmy or cheesy. His love for yoga radiated through every touch, every action. And I was happy to watch him for an hour, lightly doodling on a small sketch pad I'd brought, just in case inspiration struck. And by the time an exhausted-looking sage walked barefoot to my mat, I'd drawn him five times in five different yoga poses. Olivia, he grinned, sinking down next to me. Beautiful class, Sage McAllister, I said. And quite a passionate head massage. He blushed. Yeah, well, you inspired me. Did I? Sage reached forward, tucking a strand of hair behind my ear. I couldn't quite read his expression. Are you okay? Are you thinking about the contract you need to sign for the TV show? He shook his head, sliding his hand in mine. I'm thinking about taking you on a date, Olivia. Sage and I sat on a bench on the boardwalk, kids and families and tourists streaming behind us in loud, chattering groups. Playa Vieja's boardwalk was tiny, but earnest, and a place we'd frequented as high school sweethearts. We were sharing a bucket of popcorn and two cheap beers, bare feet in the cool sand. This is already the best date of my life, I teased, nudging Sage's shoulder with mine. I'd take this overly buttered, overly salted popcorn that Marie sells at the candy shop over some trendy Brooklyn restaurant any day of the week. That good, huh? Sage grinned, holding a kernel between his fingers. I leaned forward, grabbed it with my teeth. Oh, yeah, I said. I don't know, Sage. Those six years in New York were perfect for what they were. I was wild and adventurous and made art and lived a little dangerously and didn't give a fuck about anything. But for months now, all I've been thinking about is home, here. I want to eat breakfast burritos at the Paradise Cafe and listen to the old surfers talk about their best waves, spend random Tuesday nights with my parents and brothers, sink back into a place that moves more intentionally and isn't afraid to embrace its weirdness. That's Playa Vieja to me. I'm ready for it now. If I could be a broke, 
Happy artist anywhere? I'd choose here. I see that for you, Liv, he said. I'm so incredibly happy to hear that. Sage was staring at the waves like he could physically stop them with his mind. I recognized that look. So I guess you'll be staying in Los Angeles then? For the show? My words hung between us, and more than a minute passed before Sage grimaced, taking a swig of his beer. Olivia, can I talk to you about something? He asked. Always, I promised. Spill the beans, McAllister. That got me a shadow of a smile. I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing anymore. With yoga or the show or my studio, I, well, I keep thinking about my teacher training, which I started just a few months after we broke up, at this hole-in-the-wall studio in West Hollywood. Maya, my teacher, pushed me past what I thought were my physical and mental limits. She saw the same thing you did. I was restless with no direction. But suddenly I was going to yoga five days a week, training to be a teacher, and my body... settled. Does that make sense? Of course, I said wishing I still had my sketch pad. Sage's profile in the waning light would have made Renaissance masters weep. We learned that yoga was a practice for everyone, a practice for the people, because every person in our society deserved to feel physically and mentally free, to commune with their breath, their muscles, their place in this world. Regardless of their ability, body shape, wealth, or status, it's not something you earn. It's your right. Do you believe that? I asked. With my whole heart, he said. But then, what the fuck am I doing, Liv? I guess the first time my studio waitlist got long, I thought it was okay, even though you shouldn't have to wait weeks to take a yoga class, especially one that's $50 a class. I whistled beneath my breath. I know, he said. It's terrible. And then I did a private session for one celebrity, a minor movie star who's super active on social media. I didn't know it would create this ripple effect so quickly. Now everything feels out of control, and I'm pulled in a million different directions, and none of it feels good. That's an easy thing to get trapped in, Sage, I said. I talk about it with artist friends all the time. If we'd go commercial, it's every person's choice. And I'm not going to lie and say I haven't considered it. Money is essential to live. But the more you have, the more you want. Now I think about money all the time, Sage continued. And I feel strange saying this, but every time a fan comes up to me, my ego gets this reward. I don't want to like it, but I do. Ah, I sighed, popping a handful of popcorn into my mouth. The great Sage McAllister is human. Or a fucking monster, he said. No way, I said. It's not that bad yet. So you moved to LA, got sucked into the celebrity scene, and made some bad choices. Who hasn't? Every decision you've made thus far is reversible. I brushed a curl from his forehead, and our gazes met. Tell me what you love about teaching yoga. Sage thought for a moment, idly pulling at the label of his beer. 
I love watching my students let go of the stress and bullshit in their daily lives. I love teaching a practice that can work for all bodies and all abilities. I love that if you come to a yoga class and sit on your mat breathing, you've technically accomplished yoga. No ego, no competing against yourself, no needing to look a certain way. The person doing a handstand and the person in child's pose are both equal. I love seeing the same students and building a community. I swallowed past a lump in my throat because everything he said made sense within the context of who I knew Sage to be. During our relationship, even though we were teenagers and supposed to be self-centered, Sage was kind-hearted, open-minded, always willing to help those who needed it. He just always lacked a purpose, and it seemed like Sage had finally found a passion that fit. I think that's beautiful, Sage, I finally said, and I think you can make all of those things still happen. But not with a TV show, I wanted to say but he needed to come to that conclusion, any conclusion, on his own. Seeing you in that yoga studio, Olivia, it was like every uneasy feeling I'd had these past few years slammed into me. I couldn't ignore it any longer. The things that make me feel good are you and yoga, but not fancy expensive body shaming yoga, a real practice for real people. Interesting idea. I said, I bet you could create something like that in Los Angeles. We're here, he said. Butterflies swirled in my stomach at the thought of Sage and I back in Playa Vieja together. Or here, I grinned. He caught it, returning the gesture. You're the only person I've confessed these feelings to, he said. I have to give Rita my answer tomorrow. Do you know what your decision will be? I think so, he said softly. The sea breeze wove a complex pattern between us, and when I inhaled, it was the scent of sweet nostalgia. Our young love, the way we used to run recklessly into the waves of Playa Vieja without a care in the world, head first, heart open. I sat up on my knees, tilted Sage's face toward mine and brushed my lips against his. A teasing caress, nothing more. You make me feel good too, Sage, I said, breaths mingling. You make me feel everything. And then I slanted my lips over his and kissed my high school sweetheart for the first time in six years. A kiss I thought would be tender was instantly wild. Sage's fingers dove into my hair, holding me still, while his other arm yanked me against his body. His firm lips were as sure and sexy as I'd remembered. Sage used to kiss me for so long and so well, I'd almost climax. It was the way his lips moved over mine, the soft vibrations of his groans, his palms stroking down my spine, to land possessively on my ass. And then my lips parted, and his tongue slid against mine. A gentle stroke, a teasing exploration, and I wrapped my arms around his neck and gave myself over to the passion of this moment, the feel of utter, total completion. There's something I can't stop thinking about, Liv, 
Sage whispered against my skin, lips trailing over my jaw, kissing down my neck. What's that? I sighed, moaning when his mouth landed on the spot. I keep thinking about the first time I was inside you, he said, sucking my sensitive skin between his teeth. I arched against him, threaded my fingers into his curls. Oh yeah? I was all nerves and electric sensation. Right over there on that beach, he said, lips tracing the shell of my ear. We were making out in front of everyone on the boardwalk and I didn't give a good goddamn. Right there on that beach, I had the privilege of fucking you. Yes, I said, the memories flying back. The pain, the pinch, the sweet, heady fullness of Sage's cock. You made me come on my first time. That takes talent, Sage McAllister. Sage scraped his teeth along my earlobe. I was vibrating with arousal, subtly shifting my hips against his waist. With some help, he rasped. You fingered your clit, remember? Showed me how you touched yourself while I stroked inside you. Still the hottest thing I've ever seen. Sage, I panted, because it was too much. The erotic memories, his lips on my neck, the feel of his hard, muscled body against mine. I have an idea for the next part of our date. And what's that, gorgeous? He grinned and licked his tongue into my mouth. I clutched his face, rocking my hips against him, trailed my fingers down the rippling strength of his stomach onto the hard, thick length of his cock. He hissed in a breath, jaw tight. Why don't you fuck me on this beach right now? Okay, guys, it's me, Tessa, again. I'll be back tomorrow with Alexa Riley, with Leah and Mel, and, you know, we'll play you that final happily ever after moment that you've all been waiting for. Uh, in the meantime, just a reminder that you should probably be following Read Me Romance everywhere, right? At Read Me Romance on Instagram, Read Me Romance on Facebook, throw us a thumbs up, and... Catherine Nolan has some stuff on sale that you should grab. Breath of Fire is up for pre-order. Riptide is 99 cents. Her book of sexy short stories is $1.99. I mean, you can get all of that for like almost nothing. And it's going to be super satisfying. So um, make sure you grab that. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind And read me romance Read